The 3,700 hours of Nixon tapes are more than just Watergate. They're a backstage pass to White House power politics. Richard Nixon was the first president in 120 years to enter office without a majority in either House of Congress. He wasn't the legislative master his predecessor was, but as a former congressman, senator, and vice president, he knew how the process worked. He was only as conservative as he could be and only as liberal as he had to be. Coming up, a step back before Watergate to President Nixon's first term and calls with Senate Majority Leader Mike Mansfield, House Minority Leader Gerald Ford, and his 1968 election rival, Senator Hubert Humphrey. We begin on April 6, 1971. President Nixon called Senate Majority Leader Mike Mansfield. The two discussed how to keep secret a meeting with congressional leadership before the president talks to the South Vietnamese president. Hello. Yes, sir. Hi, Mike. Yes, Mr. I, uh, I don't want to put you out in terms of your own schedule, and that's why I'm calling you before I uh, give the others a ring. Uh, I would like to meet with the big five, you know, uh, to uh, at, uh, be about, say, 7 o'clock tomorrow night if you're not already left. But if you're gone, why... Uh, Fine. 
I'll be there, sir. All right, Mike. Are you going home? Uh, no, I'm going to walk the beach and do. Oh, that's right. You're going to Florida. Yeah. Right at the East Shore, uh, as I recall. Where do you go? Uh, Boca Grande. Yeah, Boca Grande. Uh huh. Uh huh. I'll tell you that. I hope it's nice. Gee whiz, it's going to snow here today. Well, uh, yeah. I want to get away from it. <laughs> Okay, Mike. Okay, Mr. Fine, I'll see you then. And as I say, can we can we say that you and I just talked about our visit to Montana right now? Because yes, uh, I, I believe because I've got a little sensitivity with my my Republican leaders. Good enough. All right, Mike. Fine. Later, the president called House Minority Leader Gerald Ford of Michigan. They start off talking about a floor speech by House Majority Leader Hale Boggs that accused the FBI of wiretapping congressional offices. They mention House Speaker Carl Albert. Good morning, Mr. President. Hi, Jerry. How are you? What's the matter with your opposite number? He's nuts. My God, I, I, when I read the Star last night, and incidentally, I thought you made fine comment, but I, uh, I said, uh, well, Jesus, right did you know that the FBI has not had a tap, not only on, not only on no congressman or no senator, but not even any play, anybody that has ever, the moment they cross into that capital for 20, since 1924. Did you know that? I didn't know that, but for, I, it's, I... I mean, oh, Hoover's got the record. I mean, this is the most ridiculous damn thing. And, but the fellow is, uh, it's, he's on the sauce, isn't that it? Well, I, I'm afraid that's right, Mr. Or is he crazy? I mean, well, he's... He's either drinking too much or he's taking some pills that, uh, yeah. that are upsetting him mentally. Uh, yeah. Last Thursday, when we were getting the program for this week yeah. he was mumbling he was uh, almost incoherent it was very embarrassing to carl and to yeah. everybody who was on the floor yeah we've yeah. got uh, i hate to say this but we've got to be awfully careful what we tell him what we tell him well that's the problem i one thing i called about you i'm afraid that that we'd better not. I was planning to have a meeting at 7 o'clock tomorrow night of the Big Five, but right. how the hell can I tell him? That's, of course, that's only two hours before, though. He can't do much damage. No, he'd probably go out and screw off on that. But uh, I don't think I can ever tell him anything in confidence. Well, I think you've got to be awfully careful. Uh, anything that's classified... Uh, I know. Uh, well, everything, frankly, everything I say is classified because they go out and quote the president, and that right. becomes part of the record. Well, anyway, I, uh, I don't know. Is this something that you could talk to Carl about in confidence and say, look... I mean, in other words, I, there's, I never have any problem meeting with you and Carl. Right. But, uh, God, I, uh, maybe that's the answer, that I'll meet with you and Carl, and damn it, I'm just not going to have this fellow down here, because uh, you can't have a, a nut, you know. I mean, uh, I mean, I, uh, and with Carl, I, uh, you agree, he isn't ever going to leak never. anything. Really. He's a man of high yeah. principle. Well, all right, I'll leave it to you to talk to him, Jerry. And, I'll talk uh, to Carl, and uh, then I'll call you back or talk to Clark. Well, it's i tell you what you do. Uh, why don't you... Uh, you can call me back. And if I'm not, I'm going to be uh, doing some revenue-sharing uh, messages at around uh, at about 11 to 12. But if you find, if you find that Carl feels there's any doubt, then what we'll do is to just have you and Carl right. and uh, from the house. And uh, just say we, we, have, we want only two from the house, and then I'll have only Mike and, and Scott from the Senate. I think that's a, a, a uh, and proper uh, dividing line. Uh, after all, in a, in a sense, 
it's sort of an uh, the speaker is a partisan. That's right. And uh, it's, it would be like having the uh, president pro tem added in. You know, we used to add Dick Russell for reasons, of, right. uh, but we don't we don't add Eleanor. No. So uh, I think if uh, I just uh, if I could have you and Carl, I'd feel perfectly free to talk anytime. But I just to be that's what I really call you. But I don't feel I can talk in front of this fellow. I mean, he's I think he's I think he's just off his rocker. Well, let me talk to Carl and yeah. I'll put it quite frankly. Tell him that we'd like to have you down at 7 o'clock tomorrow and I'll give you a complete fill-in because there is something in great confidence and I am going to tell you that, I mean, about, that may not develop. Right. But, you know, on the negotiating front. Right. But I, do, but I just want to give you a little feel of it, you know. Right. All right, I'll talk to Carl. But I would never do it if Boggs were there. Well, I don't think you could under the present right. circumstances. I'd, I'd have no problem with uh, Mike. Uh, oh, no. Okay. All right, I'll... Fine, but, uh, but uh, I'm glad you... Uh, what do the other members think of his attack on Hoover? I mean, well, understand, we all know Hoover's old and so forth and so on, and good God, uh, I mean, he's got to make up his own mind about the retirement thing. We know that. But on the other hand, gee, gods, you can't just damn the whole FBI for being Gestapo. That's just ridiculous. Well, I was just shocked when he took the floor. With the Democrats? shocked some of them well they just sat there with their mouths open yeah and uh so i just off the cuff got up and mm -hmm. uh made the comments that i made because uh, i wish some democratic get up too I, well it was right at the outset i see and there were very few members present right and so the okay. kind that would have spoken yeah. up uh unfortunately were not there now tell your incidentally our our your little doves that are flying around in your oh. coat over there to down, hold their horses, and uh, wait till after they hear what I have to say. Well, I gave them a couple of them a good lecture yesterday. Well, this, the whole point is this. I mean, what the hell is it going to prove? I mean, uh, we know there, hell, there are probably 25 that'll sign something like that. But, right. but, uh, but the main point is we got a hell of a lot more that won't. And, and you were, incidentally, uh, very good in the morning show. I didn't see it, but I read the reduced the transcript. Boy, you poured it right to them. Well, uh, keep kicking them in, you know where. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, Mr. President. Thank you. From April 6th, 1971, President Nixon and House Minority Leader Gerald Ford. By then, the Nixon administration's policy of Vietnamization was in full effect. The American troop presence in Southeast Asia had been cut by more than half but the military stalemate there had only deepened. At home, the anti-war movement was still going strong. It had been less than a year since the Kent State Massacre. And on April 7th, President Nixon addressed the nation. Tonight, I can report that Vietnamization has succeeded. Because of the increased strength of the South Vietnamese, because of the success of the Cambodian operation, because of the achievements of the South Vietnamese operation in Laos, I am announcing an increase in the rate of American withdrawals. Between May 1 and December 1 of this year, 100,000 more American troops will be brought home from South Vietnam. This will bring the total number of American troops withdrawn from South Vietnam to 365,000. Now that's over two-thirds of the number who were there when I came into office, as you can see from this chart on my left. The government of South Vietnam fully supports the decision I've just announced. Two weeks later, the president talked to Ohio Republican Senator William Saxby about his recent trip to Southeast Asia. 
Bill? Yes, sir. Just wanted to thank you for your... I didn't get to see it, but I was just looking at my news summary, and I saw you your your comments on the morning show, and I'm grateful. I hope you don't catch too much hell for it. I'm, I won't. <laughs> no, I think well, that... I, I followed you while you were out there. How long... Uh, you were gone about how long? Ten days. Ten days. It's it's, it's really worthwhile. You know, you... It uh, gives you an insight on yeah. what's going on, especially in Laos, yeah. because nobody can believe that. <laughs> I have asked, and I, if, I would appreciate if you would do this, uh, you know, uh, and uh, I know you get anything, but if and uh, <clears throat> if you could give a full, uh, to give a full uh, uh, report to uh, to, uh, to uh, Henry Kissinger on it, so that I we can be happy. And then after you finish, we can. Uh, I'd like to get a little feel of it myself. One of the difficulties that I had yeah. talking about Laos is that it, well, I'm sure you're familiar with yeah. what's going on there. It's just. Uh, very unusual. Yes, of course. <laughs> we know. Okay. You don't even talk about it on the phone. Well, I was classified, and, yeah. and I was limited on what I could say, but uh, I think this godly is doing about all he can do. He's a good man. He's a good man, and a, and a decent man, too, you know. decent man, and he's thrust yeah. into an unusual yeah. position yeah. for a different and man. you want to remember, too, that, uh, uh, Bill, that Laos is something that Harriman set up back in 1962, that uh, this has been going on, that we made the first disclosure of it uh, last year in March that, and that we're doing everything we can to wind the damn thing down and if there weren't 50,000 North Vietnamese in there there'd be no problem. And don't forget about 14,000 Chinese. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, up there in that road thing that's uh, that's the kind of thing I'd like to get, uh, get a little fill in. Well, I'll have Henry give you a call when you get, and if you'd fill him in, I'll appreciate it. I'd be happy to. Fine, you fine, get, and uh, get a little rest. Thank you. Bye. President Nixon happened to arrive at the White House as the modern environmental movement was beginning. He had almost no record on the issue and had barely mentioned it in his 1968 campaign. But with the nation in a recession and his approval ratings below 50 percent, Nixon chose to pick up the issue. By the end of his first term, President Nixon would propose an ambitious and expensive pollution-fighting agenda to Congress, including the creation of the Environmental Protection Agency. Here he is talking to California Republican Craig Hosmer about nuclear energy on June 4th, 1971. Oh, Mr. President? Since you missed our meeting uh, when we had on uh, Breeder Reactor, you know, I wanted you to know that we sent the message today, Craig, but that I just told Ziegler that I told Ziegler to tell the press that uh, it was a bipartisan effort that you and uh, Hollifield and so forth Fine. had been bugging me about it. <laughs> the one thing I wanted to tell you, too, is that <clears throat> I... Uh, Hollyville uh, was there last night for the 8th Club thing. And I've, and I've told the people around here, now this has got to be something we play very close to the vest, but I am being ruthless on one thing. I, any, any activities that we possibly can should be placed in Southern California in this field and also in the Saline Water Field. Good. Uh, you know, we need the jobs. Uh, we need to sop up those aircraft workers. Now, we've got some, we're going to do a couple of new things on water, for example, and I, I've decided to throw one big plant in the Southern California. I mean, you know, a big, one of these implementing, you know what I mean, is it's just a question of how big the plant is. Uh, and this will be a, this will be one that uh, goes 
there. And, and uh, But in this energy field, I told uh, Dr. David and, and uh, of course, Seabarg and the rest that we do it. So on the committee, every time you have a chance, needle them and say, where's this going to be? Let's push the California. Right, we'll you do that? Incidentally, Mr. President, yeah. I am so delighted you released that $16 million on the uh, improvement of the uh, enriching complex. Good. That, that yeah. handles a bad uh, blood right. problem for Right. You. Good. Good. Unplug some. Well, they told me you were interested in it. And I says, well, if Hosmer's for it, I'm for it. <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, good. But uh, I, I didn't want you to know. Uh, feel, uh, I wanted you to know that I was aware of your interest. And that, oh yes, yes. But you, you were out in California at the time of the meeting. You see. Chad has worked very closely with me. Well, he told me. As a matter of fact, he told me on the plane going out. He says, look, Hosmer's and I had just been like uh, a uh, statement uh, that he's given. We've got special orders this afternoon. Uh, good. And uh, he does nothing but uh, compliment you from <laughs> 17 pages. Well, when you. If you talk, would you you might say that I called and expressed pre and pointed out that this was a bipartisan initiative and that that's uh, that the problem was by the, the there are two things the problem of more energy is bipartisan and the problem of of, of clean environment uh, a clean source of energy is bipartisan and this is something that we're going to work together on and all that okay fine and Andy all right thank you very much President Nixon and California Republican Congressman Craig Hosmer from June fourth nineteen seventy one. Minnesota Democrat Hubert Humphrey was one of the nation's most prominent liberal politicians in the mid-20th century, and his long career made him one of the leading figures in U.S. Senate history. As Lyndon Johnson's vice president, he was the administration's voice on the Vietnam War, and when Johnson stepped aside in 1968, Humphrey won the Democratic presidential nomination, ultimately losing to Nixon in the general election by just half a million votes. He returned to the Senate in 1970. And here are the one-time rivals talking about a recent Humphrey floor speech. Hello. Hello. Well, I wanted to call you uh, on a completely uh, personal basis to tell you that I hope you didn't get into too much trouble by uh, rising to my defense on the Senate floor, and I'm most grateful. Well, I didn't. It yeah. didn't bother me. Yeah. <laughs> I just want you to know, uh, Hubert, that... Uh, uh, as you can imagine, whether it's arms control or uh, uh, China, and also in this area, there are things going on that uh, may not meet the eye. Uh, that doesn't promise anything, but certainly uh, whether whether they work out or not, uh, the, the the point that we all agree on uh, is that uh, when uh, when you were in office. Uh, and the same is true of Lyndon Johnson. Uh, nobody wanted to keep the damn war going. Everybody was exactly. for peace. And now we are. Now, we may disagree as to how and when and all that, but uh, I did appreciate it very much. Well, I, uh, I, I, just, I, just didn't, I just want to say, if you got a little flack from your party, just know there was one party down at the White House that was appreciated. Well, I very much appreciate that. And let me say I did exactly what I would have expected that you or someone like you to have done under the same circumstances in which you did do. Yeah. And... Uh, I believe there are rules of fair play, and I'm not going to, uh, I have too much respect for the office and, and the man that occupies oh. it to permit things like that to go unchecked. Well, I appreciate it. We hope to make some, uh, be making progress. I can assure you that if it, uh, as it comes, we're, uh, we're going to, uh, we're going to be in close touch with uh, all sides because, uh, 
there's there's no political mileage in anybody in keeping this going. You know of that. Of course not. We know that. We know that. My goodness, it isn't. Uh, I, if anybody wants to talk yeah. politics, it isn't even good politics. That's right. It's yeah. a good. It's a good to talk about something else. Yes, I should. That's right. So well. Well, I'm most uh, most grateful. With, Thank uh, you. You're very considerate, yeah. and I'm very yeah. appreciative of this. How are things going? Are you uh, you keeping busy? I oh, see. I keep busy. Keep yeah. busy. I wish well, I uh, I wish I knew uh, what I was doing all the time, but I keep busy. <laughs> <laughs> you make speeches all the time. Yeah, I know. I think, as a matter of fact, that uh, matter of fact that uh, if I look around, you've uh, I've, I've, I'm staying out of the uh, of the political infighting issue. I've got too many other things to do, but uh, but uh, yeah, you uh, you seem to be uh, without uh, as you shouldn't uh, get without getting involved in a huge organization. You seem to be keeping a lot of people wondering. Yes, we keep. I, no, I noticed that last poll was was rather very interesting. Yes, you hadn't done a darn thing, and and all three of you were about even. That's right. I was going to say I was going to write a paper on how to succeed without trying. But That's right. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank okay. you very much. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye. From June tenth, nineteen seventy one, President Nixon and his nineteen sixty eight presidential campaign rival, Minnesota Democratic Senator Hubert Humphrey. One of President Nixon's most well known pre Watergate controversies was the Pentagon Papers. That was the name given by the New York Times to a top-secret Defense Department study of U.S. involvement in Vietnam from 1945 to 1967. In March 1971, military analyst Daniel Ellsberg, who had worked on the study, gave a copy of the report to the New York Times, which then published a series of articles about them. The Justice Department fought in court to stop the newspaper and, in June, won a temporary restraining order. Here's a conversation from June 17th between the president and House Minority Leader Gerald Ford. They talk about some recent legislative wins and the publication of the Pentagon Papers. Hello? Hi, Mr. President. Well, the boys did very well, that they didn't they? They sure did. And, uh, they came through in great style. We lost, uh, I think, 21 or 22, and uh, we won by 98 votes, which is a better margin than we won on, on a comparable vote a year ago. That's really great, Jerry. That's a marvelous job. Our guys did real well. Right, and, uh, right. So, uh, well, that's really great, and uh, that what the Senate vote is really very heartening. Well, it ought to tell the enemy that uh, all this division yeah. is superficial rather than real. Yeah, well, it also shows that uh, the men that lead uh, are not going to just follow polls and all the rest. Thing. They're going to stand up, and we're ready to, uh, you know, to... Uh, negotiate from strength rather than uh, division. Well, our guys did a good job, and I think if you had the time, a call to Eddie Bear would be yeah. very uh, appropriate. Yeah, I see. Uh-huh. He, you know, led the fight, carried the bill, and uh, yeah. without his total cooperation, yeah. we would have had trouble. Ha, yeah. I'll, I'll be sure that uh, I'll give him a call. Yeah. That well, was a good uh, presentation this morning, I thought. Well, we, uh, we, uh, I think we got them shook up a little on that. Yeah. And now uh, our people should really ride this issue, you know. We're not in a partisan way, but we can make it our issue. After all, uh, uh, the uh, this is, and, and mainly just to not let it just be zeroed in on Vietnam. It's a national issue, and it'll be here long after Vietnam, and we're going to fight the drug traffic. Well, uh, it'll yeah. have a big public response. And uh, because, as I put it, it's public enemy number one. Let's just think of it that way and crack it. That's right. 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 
Not we just got to win um, HR1 and pass, <laughs> but we'll take that up next week. Uh, that's next. Well, the, uh, what do you think of all this hullabaloo about the New York Times? Isn't that the goddamnedest thing? <clears throat> well, uh, I have mixed emotions in some respect. I just soon oh, yeah. publish. Yeah, I know, I know. It, it, uh, it really exposes the other side, I understand. But, but that's not right. But as you know... What they did, though, they 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 really are trafficking and trafficking and stolen goods. Sure, that's and uh, hurting the country, boy. I tell you, they they lost me with that one. Well, uh, it doesn't do any of their people any good, including Hubert, etc. Yeah, Hubert's really crawling, isn't he? <laughs> I think we ought to just sit back. Uh, other than the legal issue. Yeah. We should sit back and... Let them fight. Let them uh, explain. Yeah, right. Okay, Jerry. All right, thank you, Mr. Great. President. Great. Okay, good night. President Nixon and Gerald Ford from June 17, 1971. Later that day, the president called House Armed Services Committee chair and Louisiana Democrat Edward Hebert. They talked about the Pentagon documents and who they thought the New York Times source was. Well, that's a... Uh, we got to fight for the right things, you know? <laughs> Yeah, you know, after after our experience, after the, write a book. after our experience, I was just thinking, uh, and I was thinking of the shameful New York Times thing of what we went through so many years ago. Uh, I was just wondering, you know, uh, uh, what in the world is a, do responsible publishers think about to put out trunk loads of secret documents? It's, with, it's getting waste every day. It's awful, isn't it? It's getting awful. I mean, I mean, I mean no responsibility. And it's a... Uh, I mean, as I say, it's no skin off from a political standpoint. Part it's no skin well, off no, of our back. As as, I think as far as this, yeah. this latest thing yeah. that's happened yeah. in your favor. Yeah. But, but we get no comfort out of that. It'll destroy the presidency. It'll get hurt somebody to the next guy coming along. Uh, that's what they're trying to do, too. That's exactly what they're trying to do. Yeah. No, well, no, no, it's a bad well, we'll, we'll fight it all the way. And I'm telling you, I've told Mitchell, by God, we're going to find the... We think we know the guy that did this. He's a fellow that worked over as Ellsberg, who worked in the Defense Department. And by golly, we're going to get him, and he's going to go to jail. That's the only thing to do with it. That's him. right. He's got to go to jail for this. That's the only thing to do. That's right. Well, enjoy and see you anyway. <laughs> Good to see you, Eddie. Good to see my colleague. Bring, I bring him along with me all the time. All right. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Thanks a lot for calling. The two talked again a week later. You'll also hear briefly from Defense Secretary Melvin Laird. Mr. President, Mr. Chairman, I just wanted to tell you that I was very grateful in uh, reading the uh, news uh, reports last night and this morning for your statement on uh, that House conference, House Sudden Conference. I tell you, boy, without stand-up guys like you, we might as well call Mr. Bruce home. <laughs> That's true. Maybe you do good. That's right. A good citizen just walked in here now. Is that right? The one Melvin R. Laird. Oh, yeah. Can you vouch for him? Now, listen, don't, don't leave any secret papers around while he's there. I won't leave any secret he's papers a, he's around. Afraid, he's afraid he's going to haul it out. Incidentally, <laughs> uh, uh, the... Uh on that, I do. I do want you to know that I'm. I'm most grateful, and actually, Ed, I hope that you can. Uh, uh, I mean, in, in the conference, I mean, uh, yeah. all you need is, frankly, just to take out some of that, uh, <laughs> some of that language. You know what I mean? After all, the House has voted one way, the Senate is in the rest. And as I told Ziegler to point out, the, the Senate's only one half the Congress. Only one half the Congress, and I'm going to have a very short conference. I'm only going to take. I'm only going to put about five minutes on the conference. Is that right? 
right? Yeah, from our side. And right. Only the guys with powdered dry will be held in the well, can you can you have good strong men? Oh, I'm gonna have strong men. Right, That's right. Who'll who be on the other side? You'll have be I'll be less than Okonski. The less of course. Yeah, who, 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 the less will be one. Who'll be on the de- on, on, our, on 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 on, on the Senate? On our side, it'll be uh, a bear, uh, a bear, Fisher, and. Uh, and uh, what the hell? And my and Mel Price. Well, that's a good bunch. No, no, we we saw it. We right. We, we, now, what will? Uh, what about the, uh, uh, the the Senate side? Who you who will they have? Well, no, I haven't yeah, any slightest idea. Well, in any event, well, you can't. You can't. I tell you why this language is so important. We just need, as I've said several times, that we we can't hope, and we are in the process now. I can tell you of conducting, uh, trying to conduct some negotiation. The time will end when uh, come when we can't do anything, and we'll will not. But we just, uh, we just, uh, we really need to get any kind of directive out because if you put yourself in the position of the enemy, if the enemy says, yeah, they're going to get out of anything, hell, they ain't going to negotiate well, with Well, all they've done, Mr. President, on this thing is just nine months is the same as it, uh, that uh, amendment was offered before. Sure. It doesn't mean anything else. That's right. That's right. No, no, don't worry. I'm, I'm going to stay on yeah. uh, They won't yeah. have a bill. Right. Red, <laughs> incidentally, on this uh, paper thing, yeah, Mel will, Mel will fill you in. Can I, uh, can I get him on the phone? I want to uh, tell him what you yeah, say. I think, listen, I think we can work this thing out if, if my suggestion is that if I get a hold of those papers, no, I'll handle them that nobody's going get to get out of them. Right. Well, the main thing is we'll, uh, uh, as you know, it's it's no skin off our back, but we, I, I, we've got to protect the security of our uh, sources. Good, and, and, I, and I'll explain, explain Mel just got here. I had time to explain what I have in mind. If I, yeah. if I get a hold of them and they send right. it in, in regular order, right. I'll make I'll make such conditions and rules yeah. that we won't have many visitors. Right. And we'll yeah. know exactly what they are, and I'm going to have printed big letters the criminal implication. Yeah. The other thing is, of course, that on the Senate side is that... Uh, well, that's that problem. We don't know. Okay. That's well, fine. You tell, you tell Laird, if anything gets out, I'm going to blame it on him and not you. Him, wait a minute. Here he is. Him and not you. <laughs> okay. Uh, yes, Mr. President. I just told the chairman, as I said, by if any papers leaked while you were up there, is going to blame it on you and not him. <laughs> I, I know. I know that. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's sure a stand-up guy. Yeah. It's great. I, I, uh, I hope that if they, you know, they talk, I've been talking, they don't know what they're going to do, a joint committee or a House and Senate or what, but uh, what do you think they'll find the government? They, they do. They won't go joint. They won't. All right, fine. Well, let's uh, tell, tell the House to get out front and have its hearings first. And they, oh, well. They just won't uh, I understand. go that way. Well, that's all right. That's all right. Uh, uh, each will do its own way. And I think we get, we can't really... Uh, no, no, we can't say. We can't say that. It's up to them. Up yeah. to them. Right. Uh, the the uh, Carl feels rather strongly about it, and so does uh, Eddie and Jerry, so... Well, look, whatever the House wants, they I'm for. Yeah. Okay. Okay, fine. Bye. Later that day, the president spoke with Mississippi Democratic Senator John Stennis. Hello? Hello, Mr. President. John, I didn't want to bother you, but I no. don't want this day to go by without telling you I am really proud of the fight you've been putting up down there. And, well... And by golly, uh, in the end, uh, it's going to come out all right. Well... Well, it's. Uh, I'm, I'm afraid... That the only thing I'm afraid is that the vote might be interpreted by... Let me say there's some very sensitive negotiation talks going on now. Yes. Very sensitive, yes. I can assure you. Yes. Now... If they if they break down, it'll be because of the vote, and yeah. we're going to have to put the blame there. But yeah. I don't want to do that. But if it no. does, we're going to have to yeah. do it. 
Yeah. But, boy, you and your people have done a marvelous job, and well, I just appreciate it. I wouldn't blame you for putting the blame where it belonged. I'm mighty sorry about that thing yesterday. Oh, well. The thing had built up. I think this Pentagon paper stuff, uh, it gradually that's the minus a little. Sure, sure. And well, that's too... You did a marvelous job all these weeks there because you did hold the dikes until yeah. yesterday. and <laughs> That was the mildest uh, thing they had in sight. And sure, it was it, pretty mild, that's right. Yeah. And we'll just go ahead and do, we'll do what's right, yeah. and in the end we'll, well, we'll be judged how it's coming out, and it's going to come out all right. I'm doing what I do because I think you were trying hard and uh, right. well, a battle for us, and uh, well, we'll we, always be free to talk to each other. You bet your life. Now, on these papers, you know, I've, yeah. I've agreed yeah. to, with my, the leadership, mm -hmm. and I told, uh, for your information, probably you've already heard, mm -hmm. I told Mike that I thought that the chairman of the committee should be you. Uh, if Because I think, frankly, you can preside over the thing if they have a select committee. Yeah. You, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's like Russell did the other one. You need yeah. a guy who's a judge and not some damn advocate like Fulbright. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope that works out, then uh, I just don't know what to be done. Uh, yeah, well. I just don't know. Just pick a good man if you don't do it, okay? Well, thank you. All right. You're my nice, and I appreciate your call, too. Right. From June 23rd, 1971, Mississippi Democratic Senator John Stennis talking to President Nixon. A week later, in the now famous case of New York Times v. United States, the Supreme Court ruled 6-3 to three that the newspaper had the right to publish the Pentagon documents under the First Amendment. Next time on Presidential Recordings, the president wins a landslide re-election. We'll hear calls from members of the Nixon administration about poll numbers, staff changes, and more. Thanks to nixontapes.org, the Miller Center at the University of Virginia, and the Richard Nixon Presidential Library and Museum. Remember to follow Presidential Recordings so you never miss an episode.